Sammy was a very nice boy. As far as boys go, Sammy loved school. He loved learning. He loved listening to his Rebbe. He loved following what he thought his Rebbe said. Unfortunately for Sammy's Rebbe, maybe even for Sammy's parents and brothers and sisters and friends and anyone who might know have known him besides Sammy himself, a lot of times when Sammy listened to his Rebbe and listened to his friends, he did things kind of, we'll call it, Amelia Bedelia-ish. Kind of not exactly the way it was supposed to happen. And here we're going to see some examples. As we talk about what happened with Sammy as he got ready for Pesach. You see, it was Shabbos HaGadol. Parshach Ramos. Everyone was in shul. Davening. Most of the work was done. Pesach was around the corner. The heavy cleaning was finished. Almost every family, the children woke up like they do in most houses at Sammy's age. And the house was magically changed. It went from being a chomid sticker house, magically. Counters were covered, sinks kashered, Pesach utensils up on top, macaroons strewn in the counter. And everyone was in shul talking about their plans for Pesach to go away, to stay. The children were discussing the excitement that they had no more school for another 13 whole days vacation Geschmack. Well, they were talking during davening. I meant before and after davening. But it was Shabbos morning. They had finished Pesuchah, the Zimra, Shachris. They even laid the Torah parts. Safrimos is a little shorter, so that so laying was pretty quick. They'd have the Maftir. And actually, the Rav got up to speak. And the Rav began to say, Rabbi Sai, this week is Shabbos HaGadol. Shabbos HaGadol is called the Big Shabbos for many reasons. One reason that Shabbos HaGadol is called the Big Shabbos because a great nace happened in the time of Mitzrayim on this Shabbos. This Shabbos in the time of Yitzhak Mitzrayim was Yud and Esau and the Yidden took their sheep and they tied them to their beds and the Mitzrayim didn't say anything about it. And I wanted to share with you that on Shabbos HaGadol there's a minute that the Rav gets up and he talks about Hilchus Shabbos. I'm sorry, Hilchus uh, Pesach. Sorry about that. The Rav gets up and he talks about Hilchus Pesach. Because the halachas of Pesach are complex. And Hilchus Kashrin. And Barak Hashem, most of you have already Kashrin, most of you have already Pesach Dik. And so it's become a minute that we don't speak so much about the halachas of Pesach anymore. We give it to our Torah about Pesach. And the Rav began to speak. And the Rav spoke for 30 minutes. A beautiful Devar Torah on Pesach. He connected the beginning of the Manashtana to the end of the Manashtana. He connected Halachmania to Chad Gadja. It was a beautiful package, and everyone listened with rapt attention. And as he wound down, he began to say the ending of every rabbi's speech, at least most rabbis that I know speak, and end in this way. And they say, And so Rabbi Isai, we should be Zeichem Hashem. It's still a few days before Pesach. We should be Zeichem. That this Pesach should be a Pesach that we experience in Yerushalayim. We should bring a carbon Pesach to HaKadosh Baruch Hu as a Kuala Yisrael. And as he's finishing his, literally, his last sentence, our dear friend Sammy stands up. He didn't just stand up. He climbed on top of the bench because he wanted to make sure the rabbi would see him. And he said, Rob!
Yes, Sammy. Rob, you can't end your speech now. <laughs> Sammy, but, but I'm finished. Sammy, hold my turn. What am I supposed to do? Rob, my Rebbe had to gzak. My Rebbe said in school. Can I tell you what my Rebbe said in school? Uh, yeah. My Rebbe said that the reason it's called Shabbos HaGadol is because the Rav gives a big speech to Shabbos. No, didn't I give a speech? Nah. See, every week, Rav, I time your speeches. And Parshas Nayach, two years ago, <laughs> you spoke for 36 minutes. And Kuntais, you're now speaking only for 30 minutes. I'm timing it on my watch. I didn't press any buttons, you know, I'm just watching the time, you know. So, so Rav, you have to come up with another seven minutes worth of speech. Otherwise, we won't be able to the minhig, the custom of Shabbos Agadol. The Rav <sighs> took a couple deep breaths. Sammy's father, like he always does in Shul, dove under the bench. Sammy's brother, Chaim, jumped out the window. It was closed. Oops. <laughs> Sammy's mother in the Ezra's Nushim took her shape and pulled it down over her face. <laughs> Sammy's sister has long hair, so she put it around her face like this. And the Rav said, That's a good point, Sammy. And everyone went, It is. The Rav said, But the rule is, it has to be that year. Every year, it has to be the longest speech of the year. And this year, I don't think he gave a longer speech. And Sammy said, the Rav is right. The last speech the Rav gave that was long, it, it was it was Shabbos, Shabbos Parshas Zohar. The Rav spoke for 29 minutes and 46 <laughs> seconds. So this is a little bit longer, so the Rav gave. Oh, Baruch Hashem, thank you so much. But anyway, the truth is, now that we have this discussion in the middle of the speech, it took another seven minutes anyway. So anyway, the Rav for sure was Yates even for the other speech. But the Rav's going to have trouble next Shabbos and Gothel, because now it has to be longer than 37 minutes. So Mr. Shem, we shall be Zechel, the Benek Shabbos and will be in Yerushalayim, and Samuel will have a different shul to Davin in. Well, as as you can imagine, leaving shul was a little embarrassing. Normally people stay for Kiddush. Well, Erev Pesach anyway, the Kiddush and shul wasn't so great. Erev Pesach, the Kiddush wasn't so great anyway. But one thing that was for sure, things were going to be a little bit difficult in Sammy's house over the next couple of days. And it began right after Shabbos. Sammy came to his mother, Ma, in, do we have a ladder? I'm sure we do, Sammy. I'm really very busy right now. Could you find somebody else to ask this question to? I asked Tati, but Tati said he's very busy, and I asked somebody else, and I asked you. All right, ask Chaim. Chaim, do we have a ladder? We do it in the basement. Okay, could you help me carry it out? Nope, I'm very busy. I'm cleaning, cleaning my backpack. I, forgot, I found a, one of my lunches that I forgot was in my backpack from six months ago. Whoa, they can make penicillin out of this, out of this piece of sandwich. Well, Sammy, Sammy went to the basement, got up the ladder, brought it to outside, and he put it against the tree. And he got to the tree, climbed up to the branches. He could finally reach some branches, start climbing the tree. And Sammy's mother looks out the window. And there's a light on shining the spot where Sammy happens to be because it's near their circus. There's a light there. And she peeks her head out the door and says, Sammy, what are you doing in the tree? Uh, nothing. I'm just grabbing a bird. Sammy, Sammy, it's dangerous. What are you grabbing a bird for? <laughs> One second. I almost have it. And Sammy reached for the bird. <laughs> Forgot to hold on to the tree. Baruch Hashem. It's a pine tree. It's got a lot of branches. So when Sammy slipped, he didn't fall to the ground. He got caught on another branch. It hurt a little bit. Sammy, what happened? Finally, Sammy came down from the tree, and he had in his hand his prize. I got it! 
A feather? That's right. Because one of the mitzvahs of Bedikas Chametz is to have a feather. Mitzvah of Bedikas Chametz? That's right, Rabbi said. When you check for Chametz, you're supposed to have a feather, and you're supposed to have candles for light, and you're supposed to have all these different things. I got a feather. And we learned at school, there was once a great rabbi, and he was going to teach children Torah, and he was going to write it down, he was going to capture the sheep or whatever, because the Rabbi said that the more you do for the sake of a mitzvah, the better off you are at the mitzvah. So, I want to I want to do the best L'shem Mitzvah, so I'm going to go now and make a candle. Sammy, 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 do me a favor. Don't make the candle right now, because it's, our kitchen's a mess. Remember you made a candles, candles Hanukkah time? Oh, yeah, that was so much Right, It was a lot of fun, but I was peeling wax off the ceiling for the next three months. Do me a favor. Not now. We just finished cleaning for Pesach. Please. Maybe guess coming tonight arrives. Sunday night. Sammy, there's nowhere to be found. His father has his candle. His father has his little baggie for the bread. The pieces of bread are hidden, not by Sammy, Baruch Hashem. And they're waiting and waiting. Sammy doesn't come, so they say they're going to make the bracha, I'll be your chameitz. And they begin doing the digas chameitz. And then suddenly, this fireball, this magnificent fireball walks into the room. A fireball, Sammy's father sees that it's a torch. Sammy's holding a, a, a piece of wood. On top of the piece of wood is wrapped around mounds of cloth that was dabbed maybe in gasoline. And it's flaming. Fireball. The fire alarm in the living room is going off crazy. The fire alarm in the dining room is crazy. The bedroom is the fire alarm. But if there a sprinkler system, the whole house would be wet. And his father said, Sammy, what are you doing? Sammy said, I'm doing bedikas chametz. I'm going to look for the chametz in my bedroom. Sammy, now with the torture, huh? But Tatla, isn't it true that you find things better when it's lighter, when it's brighter? A candle, huh? You're using a candle. It's a little Hanukkah candle-like. You can't see anything with it. I'm going to use my torch. I'm going to see everything. Sammy, how are you going to look? Look in your closet with a torch. Very carefully. No, you, you may not do that. You're going to look in your pockets with your torch. You have to dig his comments in your pockets. You're going to look in your pockets with your torch. You're going to burn your clothes. I didn't think of that problem. Uh, uh, what, do you, what do you suggest, Tati? Use a candle. All right, all right, I'll use a candle. All right, all right. So you took, Sammy took his torch, took it outside, dumped it into the swimming pool that they had in the backyard. Not a big one, you know, a little kid's swimming pool. And he went, got a candle, and he went to his bedroom. And he kind of goes into the bedroom, starts searching for with his candle. And then he gets to his clothes, and he opens his pocket, and looks in his pocket of the candle, and he notices something funny. There's smoke coming out of his pocket. <laughs> Not just out of his pocket, like the, the inside of the pocket, but out of the outside of the pocket. And it's actually a little, like, orange glow and yellow and red glowing outside the pocket. And suddenly, Sammy notices that his Shabbos suit <clears throat> is on fire! Fire! He yells. His father runs up the steps. Sammy, what's the matter? My suit! It's on fire! Are you wearing it? No! You're not wearing your suit? Where is your suit? In my closet! He runs in the closet, gets some pale water, dumps it. Fire goes out. Of course, all the clothes in Sammy's closet there are stopping wet. What happened, Sammy? Tati, is it possible that you said I'm supposed to check my clothing with a candle? Sammy, I, I, I meant, whatever. What do you mean? I meant you could use a flashlight, or if you washed them, it was good enough. Now what are we going to do? How are you going to have a suit for Pesach? Well, anyway, my suit was a little small on me, so Masa, we were trying to buy a new one tomorrow. 
Tomorrow's Erev Pesach, you won't have time. Well, she's going to go to the store, it's already shot this check, and they're going to make the tailor on the spot because it's a special Pesach sale. Oh, oh man. This is, this is a little bit crazy. Oh. Um, okay. I'm, I'm going to go check the garage and the car. And Sammy, here's a flashlight if you want to check any place else for Chavitz. Use a flashlight, okay? A few minutes later, Chaim, who was sitting on the couch reading, notices something very strange. He's having trouble breathing. Oh, no. Hey! Hey! Sammy's sitting there in front of him, right in front of his nose. And in Sammy's hand is a flashlight. The other end of the flashlight is in Chaim's mouth. Hey! Hey! Chaim, take it. What are you doing? I'm searching for comments. You know, the last time we went to the dentist, you know what he said? He said, you have five cavities. And you went back and got three of them filled. That means two cavities are still in your mouth. You probably have chametz in those cavities. I'm searching for the chametz in those cavities. Sammy, there's a big cavity, and it's not in your teeth. It's between your ears. Yes, Ma? That's not a nice thing to say to your brother. Well, but Ma, he was doing big thing. chametz in my mouth. I mean, what do you want? Sammy, please, please don't bother crying right now. A few, a few minutes later, Two minutes later, Sammy's mother comes into the kitchen, and Sammy has in his hand a pot. He's putting it by the stove, Pesach pot, and boiling up some water. Sammy, we finished kashering. What are you boiling water for? Oh, well, see, see, my Rebbe taught us that if you have metal and you want to kosher metal, you have to pour boiling water on it. And I have braces. And so I need to kosher my braces. How do you kosher braces? So the water in the urn isn't hot enough because boiling water means it has to be bubbling. So I'm going to boil the water, and then I'm going to pour it on my braces. Um, did your Rebbe say you have to kosher your braces? Um, he, he didn't tell us about braces, but he told us anything used for hot metal, I mean hot, hot food, you have to kosher. Why do you call your Rebbe, Sam? Uh, all right, just hand picked up the phone call the Rebbe. Hello? Hi, Rebbe. It's me, Sammy. How are you? Uh, I was fine until you called, Baruch Hashem. Um, well, are you still fine? I'm not sure. Um, listen, is it true that you have to kosher anything used for chametz that's metal? Uh, probably you have to kosher it. And, and, and the best way to kosher is boiling water? Well, you could use a blowtorch. Oh, okay, fine. Thank you, Rebbe. Oh, one second, Sammy. Oh, boy, I hope I didn't just create some trouble, as Rebbe said to the empty phone. Sammy turned to his mother. Ma, you're right. You don't have to kosher with hot water. See? See, that's a good thing to call your Rebbe. Where are you going? I'm going to Home Depot. <laughs> you know, Sammy, it's 11 o'clock. I don't know if Home Depot is open. Here, here, Home Depot is open until 12. Listen, I'll be back in a few minutes. <laughs> a few minutes later, Sammy's mother's in the kitchen cooking some potatoes or something, and the phone rings. Hello, Ma. Hi, Sammy. Where are you? I'm at Home Depot. Listen, the guy at Home Depot wants to talk to you. Oh, okay. Hello, miss. Uh, hi. Um, hi. Your son is here. Uh, I know, I know. A little late. Uh, I know, but uh, he had some things he said he needed to take care of. I don't know. Um, actually, he wants to rent a blowtorch. He what? <laughs> he wants to rent a blowtorch, and he's under 18, and I can't rent it to him without parental permission. A blowtorch? Yeah, he said something crazy about blowtorching some braces of some sort. Braces? Can, can I talk to him, please? Uh, sure. Son, your mother. So, hi, Ma. Did you say yes? Sammy, what are you doing? Oh, oh, my Rebbe said I can just blowtorch my braces. Blowtorch your braces? Do you know what a blowtorch is, Sammy? 
Um, yeah, I, some sort of something, I don't know. It, it's a fire that comes out of a metal tube, and if you put it on your mouth, you'll destroy your mouth. Well, then I won't have any cavities, will I? You won't have anything, actually. Uh, Sammy, just do me a favor, come home, okay? All right, Ma, but, but what am I going to do about my teeth, about my braces? Uh, when you come home, we'll call your Rebbe back and figure something out. Which, Baruch Hashem, when they came home, they called their Rebbe back, and they figured it out. The next morning, things did not get any better. The next morning, oh boy, Sammy put a sign out in front of the house. For sale. Guy. Now, of course, who happened to be driving down the street? But the local shop is Guy. And he saw the words, for sale guy, and he immediately went to the Rav. He said to the Rav, Rav, listen, you know, I'm a very nice guy. I help you guys out for Shabbos all the time. And whenever you come to me and you say, you know, it's hard to sleep in my room because the light's on. I don't say, so what? I go and turn off the lights. And, you know, when you say you forgot to turn off the Chalim Potter or turn on the Chalim Potter, I don't know, whatever. You ask me, do I do those things, you know? But this is too much. You're trying to sell me now? Sell you? That's right. It says, for sale guy. Speak to Rob for more information. For sale guy? Who has that sign? I don't know. Somebody on the block over there. Uh, show me, show me. All right, Rob. All right. Anyway, when are we doing the comment sale? Uh, I'm Richard soon. I just have to go and uh, get a few more forms. Um, for sale guy. Speak to Rob. I didn't write that sign. Knocks on Sammy's mother's, this door of Sammy's house. Hi, Shalom Aleichem. Rav, Rav, you're just in time. Uh, Sammy and I were just talking about it. Uh, we have a sale for you, a sale form for you. A sale form? I don't think I want your sale form. Yeah, no, no, but here, here, it's right here. It's a comments form. It's right here. Sammy, did you write that sign? Oh, yeah. Isn't it nice? I painted it in neon colors, and it glows in the dark, so that anybody who needs to see it, if they're not able to see it because it's dark outside, Sammy... It's taking place today, the sale. Whatever. Then they'll be able to see it. But Sammy, we don't sell a guy. Oh, we don't? What do we sell? We sell the chametz. Oh! We sell a mechiras, mechiras guy. Oh, I thought it was mechiras guy. Mechiras chametz to a guy. Oh, I made a mistake. All right, anyway, fine. Just take that my sign. I'm in a big rush. I have to go to the zoo. It's her face yeah, Rob, listen, don't, don't ask too many questions about, about it because it's very important that I go to the zoo. Otherwise, I'm not yet to the mitzvah. The mitzvah? Yeah, yeah. I, I, it, it's almost the end of the fifth hour. I have to hurry to the zoo before the time runs out. It's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be time soon. And Sammy runs out of the house, jumps into the, jumps on his bike, pedals his way to the zoo. As you know, Sammy's the zoo's not so far from Sammy's house. And they come to Sammy's. Sammy gets to the zoo. He rides over to the zoo. He goes to the zookeeper. Hey, Mr. Zookeeper. Uh, Sammy, you're back. No letting monkeys out of their cages this time. Nor tigers, nor lions. Okay? And don't worry, I'm not letting anybody out of their cage. I just have to take care of some things. What's in your backpack? Uh, it's just some important stuff. Okay, we are, let's see, hmm, he looks at the back, runs over to the beer cage, and he starts taking out of his backpack bags and bags and bags of beer. I mean, of bread. Yeah, bread. And he's throwing the bread over the cage into the beers. And the beer's not really too interested. But he throws it, and he throws it, and he throws it, and Sammy's yelling at him, No, you have to eat it up! You have only a few minutes left! But beer hummus is almost over! You have to hurry and eat it, beer hummus! Come on, eat the hummus! Eat the hummus! And the beer's like, Please, come on, come on! He's like getting ready to jump in the cage. The zookeeper comes over. Sammy, what are you doing? No, don't go jump in the cage. What are you doing jumping in the cage? Beer hummus! The hummus! The beer! I think the hummus! Otherwise, I might use it! Sammy. 
All right, anyway, good, thanks for stopping me because I forgot. I have to do bit of I have like three minutes to do bit of And he runs back home, rides a bit quick, grabs a driving car and zooms back. Oh, whatever, how he gets home, that doesn't matter, he gets home. And he gets home and he goes to the shelf, pulls out a bottle of soda, dumps it out. Right? Takes the soda and he grabs into his other pocket, reaches for his granola bar that he was saving for this purpose. And his mother didn't know it was in the pocket, although she kind of mad at him because, you know, you don't keep coming to your pockets in your house to pay some time. And then he starts swooshing the granola bar into the bottle. And his father came, Sammy, Sammy, uh, could you hurry up and get rid of that because his mind is almost over. Whoa, I'm doing bottle comets. <laughs> bottle comets? What's that? It's when you put your comets in a bottle. So what do you do with it? Throw it into the sea and let it go to some deserted castaway who's lost an island like Robinson Crusoe? Well, Sammy, could you stop this Irish kite? But, 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 but. It's an Irish kite. Am I ready? It's an Irish kite. I don't think my Rebbe would appreciate, would appreciate. Oh, um, oh, okay. Oh, boy, his mother's busy cooking. We're almost done here. His mother's busy cooking, and Sammy comes into the room, and Sammy says, I have to call my Rebbe. Picks up the phone. Hello, Rebbe. Uh, Sammy, sorry, I forgot for calling, but listen, I'm very busy. I just wanted to tell you, my father called that your stuff an Irish kite. Irish kite? Yeah, I was doing people comments. I was battling it, and, and my father told me it was an Irish kite. Uh, okay, Sammy, you know what? Uh, I'll talk to you later, all right, Zagden? I'm very busy right now. Uh, me too, I, I have to go. All right, Zagden, bye-bye. And Sammy turns around. His mother's making this big, magnificent pot of chalent for the Seder. Chalent at the Seder? I don't know. They liked it in their family. What can I say? And Sammy looks at the pot. He smells deeply. Ima, mommy, tati, I mean, whatever your name is. This is the most delicious stuff. Oh, it smells so good. Kind of no, you can't have an ounce for coming. And he says, okay. And suddenly, he gets a twitch in his nose. And then he gets a twitch. And, 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 Sorry, Ma. Oh, no problem. Don't worry about it. Listen, I have to run out for a minute, okay? Um, I'm going to go take care of the kids in the upstairs in the back. Could you could you do me a favor? Could you keep an eye on the chalent? I'll keep an eye on the chalent, all right, Sammy says, very sullenly. Awesome. Very sadly. His mother runs upstairs. Sammy takes the pot of chalent off the stove. He takes it, opens the back door, walks over to the garbage can, dumps it over <laughs> into the garbage can. Walks back, puts it in the pot back on the stove. His mother comes in a few minutes later. All right, Sam, could you stir the chalk? I don't want it to burn. And Sam, did you eat all that chalk? I, I, I didn't. Where's the chalk? In the garbage. In the garbage? Sammy, that was a hundred dollars worth of food. It was the meat. It was the potatoes. It was the there's no beans. It was the it was whatever it was. In the garbage? I sneezed into it. Sammy, I don't care. When you cook something, germs go away. But I just finished eating some granola bar. So what? My Remy told us that a, a little teeny drop of comets fell into something that's Pesach thick. It forever is forbidden. And when I sneezed, a little teeny piece of granola bar came out of my mouth and landed in the chalent. Sammy, didn't you ever say that that's Allah on Pesach? Yes. But it's not Pesach yet, it's still our Pesach! Well, I didn't. I. I. Maybe I. 
All right, whatever, I'll make more chalkies. Well, Baruch Hashem, a little while after that, Sammy took a nap, as every child should do on Erev Pesach, take a nap to be able to stay up for the Seder, and take a nap to have a, be in a good mood for the Seder, take a nap to be a mensch or a mensha for the Seder, and <laughs> behave nicely at the Seder, and not kvetch and not fight over the Afikaiman and other things. And so Sammy's parents had a nice peace and quiet. Everything was going quite well. Until Sammy's father opened the door to go to show. Standing at the door was a man in uniform. Uh-oh, what did Sammy do this time? He was in bed. What could he have done wrong? The man had a hat on his head, a gun by his side, and he had some funny markings on his jacket. He said, I'm here. I was called to come. Um, my truck's outside. Yeah. Were you arresting, Sammy? Arresting? No, I'm, 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 here to, I'm, here, I'm here to take care of things. Take care of things? That's right. I was told you needed you needed my truck and you needed me. We have another guy in the truck. He's also armed, ready to ready to do our job. Just then, Sammy came down the steps. Oh, you're here! That's great! You know this guy, Sammy? Oh, yeah, I hired him. You, you hired him? Yeah, with your credit card. No, it's, it's not so expensive. $100 an hour. $100 an hour? Yeah, we're here for the night. The night?! Why are you here? Well, I don't know. He called me. Sammy, Sammy, why do you need this guy? Oh, simple. Simple. On the night of Pesach, you want to do the mitzvah. You have to do the mitzvah with matzah shmur, right? You have to do the mitzvah with guarded matzah, right? Well, the Brinks company is the best guard system ever. They have guns. They have good trucks they can't shoot at. It's like really cool. So they're keeping the matzah in their truck until we're ready to eat it. And we're ready to eat it. They're going to bring it out. Sammy? 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 Is Pesach over yet? Sammy's father, Sammy's mother came over and said, Sammy, do me a favor. Before you do anything else, please ask us. Well, that was only Arab Pesach. That was only about 72 hours of Arab Pesach. Can you imagine what Pesach was like? 